This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with natural, non-toxic, medical-grade ingredients. So, Bree, I remember this one time I was in a bike race around Tucson, and uh, I wasn't paying attention. We were riding down 4th Avenue, and there's railroad tracks, like street track tracks, and my bike's tire like went and wedged in to the railroad tracks, no. and I totally fell down and just like skinned my hands, everything. Ugh. I had nothing with me, nothing at all. And it's that times where you want a first aid product and you have nothing. And <laughs> active skin repair utilizes a molecule called hypochlorous acid. When applied to the skin, the molecule works by mimicking the natural immune response to cleanse, soothe irritation, reduce inflammation, and support healing. I've used it on my son's mosquito bites, and I wish I would have had it the time I totally scraped up my hands. Oh, I hear you. Like whenever I go paddleboarding, kayaking, I'm always trying to find something that is like an all-in-one that I can take with me. And active skin repair could be used like that. It can be used to treat cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, and other types of skin damage. It's also safe and non-toxic, which makes it suitable for all skin types, all parts of the body, like eczema and acne-prone skin, all of that. With over 500,000 happy customers, thousands of five-star reviews, and ingredients so safe and clean they can be used from the youngest member of the family to the oldest, you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs. Visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about Active Skin Repair and to get 20% off your order. Use code NOGUILT. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom podcast. I am your host, Joanne Crone, joined here by my co-host, Bree Tucker. Well, hello, hello, everybody. How are you? Good. I, I like tripped on that one. Yeah, I could have been <laughs> like... <laughs> it's, a, it's a need for more coffee and water type of morning. It is. It's, it is. Springtime does that to me. Like, I don't know about you, but like, you, <clears throat> I have been fighting allergies for like the last like month. Yeah. It's beautiful outside, but everything is under like blooming and I just I can't think well it's funny because my daughter had spirit day today at school and it was something like soccer mom or I can't remember their other choice but she wanted to pick soccer mom because soccer moms get to wear leggings to school <laughs> so she came to me and she's like mom I don't have a shirt I could wear for soccer mom and I'm like well I'm not really a soccer mom it's like an athleisure thing and I don't really do the athleisure thing but I mean we can check. And so we start looking through and I have a lot of workout shirts, cute workout shirts, but none of them are school appropriate. Well, right. Because normally workout shirts, especially where we live in the heat, yeah. they're kind of skimpy because it gets hot. Oh yeah. And I like the crisscross because yeah. I mean, I work out at home too. So you got to like, have, you got to have comfort. You got the built-in like sports bra if you can't even. Yeah. I so I found a tank top and I'm like, oh, here's a tank top that I would wear, but I don't think you could wear it. And on the tank top, it's one of my favorites. It says coffee, water, wine, repeat. <laughs> <laughs> I love those. And I'm like, I don't think you could wear it to school. And she's like, yeah, one of the boys once wore a beer shirt to school. I'm like, he wore a beer shirt during a spirit day? And she, I'm like, did they, he get in trouble? <laughs> this is eighth grade boys, by the way. She's like, no, he had to talk with the teacher and told her that he didn't know what Guinness was. <laughs> Oh my like, goodness. Right. He didn't know what Guinness was. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Which, by the way, when we went to Ireland, we sure did take our both of our kids to the Guinness factory. <laughs> 
it was phenomenal. See, this <laughs> so is they what it is. This was. But yeah, so she was like, she's coming to me um, to ask for things. And it was. What did she end up wearing? Now I'm curious. I I found my Peloton Century Ride shirt, the one that oh. pe- they send me when you do like 100 rides. And uh-huh. I'm like, if this doesn't scream soccer mom, I don't know what is. <laughs> so she wore that with like my uh, zip up fleece, which is 90 degrees. So I don't know how long that zip up fleece is going to last today. You know, I don't know. Both of my teenagers wear hoodies every day, even when it's 96 degrees out, a black hoodie is my son's favorite go-to. And I'm like, how are you not dying? I'm just sitting in the car pickup line and I'm sweating. So I I used to wear those sweatshirts too. I think it's the body consciousness that comes with the age where you're like, everything's changing. Let's just cover it up. And I'm happy to just deal with the sweat of being 100 degrees in April. Exactly. (laughs) They don't get it. Exactly. Well, today we're talking about something completely different. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, I can't even think of a good segue. Um, Yeah, no, I'm clueless right now. (laughs) It's such a good conversation. We did this as a recent balance workshop. And if if you want to get in on balance workshops, man, you should. There is a link at the bottom of in the show notes of this episode. And what it is, is if you want to really grow your skills, but you don't have time to read all the parenting books. I mean, parenting books take a long time to read, Brie. Yeah. It's like six to eight hours per parenting book. It's good info, but it's, it's, it's a lot of info. And sometimes it can be a little dry. It's a little dry. And it's hard because you read all these good things. And when you're reading them, you're like, yes, I want to do that. Yes, I want to do that. And then you get to the end of the chapter. You're like, now what was it? Yeah. you want to do yeah like you just can't remember it going through and so what balance workshops we do is like i read the books for you i find the most important information out of the books create an action plan where you have this really focused like workshop 30 minutes to an hour of your time you get to talk with other moms you get to like talk out your the your ideas for problem solving which i find that really helps me cement my learning when i can talk about it with somebody else oh yeah yeah and uh you just get this new skill at the end that you can take immediate action on and this is what we did for our balance workshop uh our first one that we did in april and it was on this topic how to ask for something that you want how to be a little more selfish right and it's funny because when you say that i think a lot of people we tend to um be like oh, no, 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 I do not want to be a selfish person. Or yeah, I know how to ask for things that I want. Mm -hmm. Oh, but wait, wait, just listen to this episode and tell us, do you really, do you really? Because we're going to like really take some deep dives into this. And I think you're going to find yourself at the end going, I had no idea. And oh my gosh, there's all these things I'm going to do now. We are going to give you a little taste of it. And I have to tell you, the most common thing that our balance member said after this workshop was that the thing they want wasn't too big of an ask after all. And then they went and asked for it. And right, cause most of them got it. A lot of times like we, we have those, um, oh, what am I going for? Like we have these thoughts and these fears of what's going to happen next. And they tend to just block us from taking any action. Mm-hmm. Like the one that we love to say all the time that we have a sticker about, like if I mess this up my kids gonna end up living in a van down by the river exactly and that keep that fear keeps us from taking any action exactly so we hope you enjoy today's episode you want mom life to be easier that's our goal too our mission is to raise more self-sufficient and independent kids and we're going to have fun doing it we're going to help you delegate and step back Each episode, we'll tackle strategies for positive discipline, making our kids more responsible, and making our lives better in the process. Welcome to the No Guilt Mom Podcast.
Okay, so let's talk about being selfish. Yes, I know, right? Like we're so often as moms, I think that either somebody tells us this or we just have this like internal dialogue that if we want to do something that is a lot of times like not 100% focused on our family, Mm -hmm. that we feel like it's a selfish thing. Yeah. So we always try to work in how our family can benefit from something that we want. And it's so interesting how we do this because I don't know about you, but like this past weekend, we went to this great restaurant I love in uh, downtown Phoenix called Taco Guild. And if you are in Phoenix, I highly recommend looking it up because it is in an old Presbyterian church. Like they have made the altar the bar. It's very like... Ooh, I really have to go check this out. It is so amazing. And all the stained glass windows are still up and they use the old pews for seating. um, And they just have really good food, really good food. And they have margaritas, which you know. Always my favorite. Always the favorite. Anyway, so I take my kids there and I want to take my parents there. I know my parents will enjoy it. uh, And my husband's there as well. But because we've taken the kids, they're sitting there at the end of the table just being like, there's nothing I can eat here. (laughs) I don't like Mexican food. Oh, what do you like? Pizza. (laughs) Exactly. And so it's like one of those things where I love trying new restaurants. I love trying new food, but I try it when you try to work it in with your family, your enjoyment of it suffers. Yeah. It can be sucked right out of there because of the, uh, the downer of the mood that's going on. Yeah. So sometimes you have to be a little selfish with that and ask for the time alone. Hey, all, it is Joanne and Bree here, and we want to tell you about a podcast that you should check out. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Uturbe, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. And in this latest season of Understood Explains, it covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. We actually just listened to the episode, IEPs, Does My Child Need an IEP? And here is what we loved about it. I loved that it was so digestible. Like it was such a short episode and all of the topics, which could be really confusing to parents, were easily explained. And I loved how they gave great concrete examples because you know how much I love me a good example. They explained what kind of services and supports you could actually see on a child's IEP or individual education plan. And they explained those acronyms that nothing drives me more crazy than when there's acronyms and I don't get it. I don't know what it stands for. They took the time to explain everything in so much detail and to cover concerns that a lot of families have about special ed services. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood Explains, or just click on the link in our show notes. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Hey guys, Brie here. And let me tell you, April is a killer time of the year for me because it is crazy allergy season. I swear, everything that is in bloom looks fantastic and beautiful, but it makes it so I can't breathe. I am literally coughing, sneezing, rubbing my nose. I look like Rudolph half of the spring. It's terrible. But luckily for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies like I do, we live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms 
and decongest your nose so you can finally breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine is the best decongestant available. It relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy, watery eyes, itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. I absolutely love it. It is the only allergy medicine that works for me. So if you're ready to live life as if you don't have allergies, it's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just one quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Another interesting thing that really, really highlighted this issue for me was a cartoon I saw recently on Instagram, and it was a mom and a dad looking at a peach on a counter. And the mom looked at the peach and she's like, oh, it's the last peach. I bet my son will really like this tomorrow uh, in his smoothie. And she leaves the peach on the counter. Uh, The dad looks at the peach and is like, oh, the last peach. This is going to be a great post-workout smoothie for me. And my immediate reaction, I was like, oh, those dads. But then I read the comments and it said that this is not so much about the dads because we love the dads. This is about moms pushing off their own needs for other people instead of being a little more selfish for themselves. Yeah, like sometimes we we don't even mean to and we can kind of make ourselves into a little bit of, of a martyr in that situation, mm-hmm. which kind of brings me back to like if you if you've seen No Guilt Mom, we, we have this thing called the No Guilt Mom mindsets. And it's it's six different mindsets that are really important to embrace. And they're kind of our philosophies here at No Guilt Mom. Not kind of. They are our philosophies. Mm-hmm. And there's two in there that I feel like this really well relates to. Like one, showing love for my family doesn't mean that I have to do everything. And that includes sacrificing a lot of things for Mm -hmm. everybody else. And I'm not saying that sacrifice isn't good and needed in some situations, but come on, it's not needed all the time. And I think a lot of times as moms, we're told that we have to. And then the second thing is that talking about boundaries, allowed to say no. I'm allowed to say no, I don't want to take my kids to this nice restaurant because I don't want to hear the complaining. Mm -hmm. It's okay. That's an okay thing to do. I mean, there are times where like I'll purposely take kids to a restaurant because I'm like, you guys need some exposure therapy and we just need to like (laughs) try all the things. And there are other times I'm like, I really want to have a good time. And no, you're staying at home. I will (laughs) tell you this, just a little tidbit on the whole like eating new things. My daughter is the, the, and she'll tell you she's one of the pickiest eaters around. But man, she sees something on TikTok. Girls want to try it. Oh my like, gosh. She tried Indian food the other day. <gasps> that, and you know my daughter. That is such an interesting tactic. It should be like... <laughs> she was just like, I want to try some buttered chicken and, and naan bread. And, oh. and I, I was like, who are you? Yeah. Happily went out to the store because I didn't have any Indian restaurants near us that I knew that I could go get that from. Plus, I didn't trust her that mm-hmm. she was really going to like it. Got it. She loved it. Now she's like, can we go to an Indian restaurant? Oh my gosh. Could she, like next time our daughters hang out, could they order Indian food, please? <laughs> I'll have them like, I'll have her like do another like of her foodie TikTok things and have them like pick something. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. That would be so great. <laughs> My daughter would be like, what? I know she would, but maybe she's on TikTok. I don't mm-hmm. know. But, thing. And then it goes back to like the most selfish thing I have done in the past year was when we went to Italy for 10 days, just the girls, just me, you and Shayna and left everyone at home. And I have to say, like, I haven't talked much about that, but I had the exact same issue. Mm-hmm. I felt so guilty. I felt guilty because my now husband and I had just moved in together and he, we wanted to travel. And here I was like this great trip that he could come on with us. Like we could have afforded for the two of us to go. 
but my girlfriends were going and you guys asked me to go with you. And I, and I was just like, oh yeah, that actually would be like really kind of cool and different. And so like I had to tell him no to us going together and he totally got it. It was totally fine because again, he has that mindset of like, no worries. We'll do it again some other time, just the two of us. Now, my kids, too, I felt terrible because being divorced 50-50, I only had them every other week, and we were gone for... It was 10 days. 10 days. So mm-hmm. I missed I missed a whole week with them. But you know what, though? It was really it like, was an amazing... It was phenomenal. It was the most fun I have ever had. And now I get to say, like, I went to Europe, and it was... And it was a completely different experience than it would have been with my kids, mm-hmm. right? A Again, part of your brain, like you get back because you're not worrying about how the kids feel all the time. Yes. Yeah. And you just get to do things differently. And I have to say, too, even going with my friends, it's a different mindset than going with, you know, my spouse. Like just because I feel like I mean, if I went with my husband, I feel like I would also be concerned about keeping him happy all the time. Exactly. And when it was us hanging out, we were all like, I'm not going to hurt your feelings. No. I know that you don't care that I don't want to go to this. So I'll go back to the hotel room. See you later. Yeah. Ciao. Peace out. And we were all like, cool, cool. See ya. Okay. Peace out. <laughs> Worked out well. We we tend to be a pretty easy group to travel with, though. Like we're all very open with each other, and we both very like we confront it's nice situations. Ha- it's nice to have that yeah. that relationship that you can be like, I, I I know you still love me, even if I don't go with you to the Sistine Chapel. Yeah, but there there is a scale of selfishness, and this comes from the book uh, "Not Nice: Stop People Pleasing, Staying Silent, and Feeling Guilty, and Start Speaking Up, Saying No, Asking Boldly, and Unapologetically Being Yourself." This is a very long title. I was going to say, take a breath. That's a whoo. <laughs> it's by Doctor Aziz. Gazipura, who, oh my gosh, I wanted him so bad on the podcast. But uh, the scale of selfishness, we we asked in our workshop for people to say, okay, from a scale of one to seven, one being not selfish at all to seven being extremely selfish, where would you rate yourself? And most people said one, two, or three. And you know what? In his book, Not Nice, he said that that is common, right? That's very common. Most people rate themselves between one, two, and three. Most people who say that they are quote unquote nice people. Oh, yes. Okay. That is the point. Yes. Nice people. Mm -hmm. And really what one and two means is that you're overly self-denying. Yeah. Like not at all. It's not a healthy way to be because you always think, okay, it's you first and then me, which I think right. is how we've been taught. I feel like it's kind of the girl code that we were taught when we were younger and to be like nice. what we were taught from being in grade school that you have to be nice. You have to think of other people. You have to put other people first. And that's how good people are. Yeah. No, I think that's totally true. I mean, we have the term even good girl. Yeah. Like, are you a good girl? Yeah, I do everything. I do everything the way it's supposed to be. And I give everybody else first dibs on everything. Yeah. And that is actually unhealthy because that's how you build resentment for others. It's how you really get lost with your sense of self and figuring out like what actually makes you happy. I would like to laugh and say this is also how you end up living off of goldfish for a couple of years when your kids are little. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> you don't buy crackers. the food you like. Because you don't buy the food you like. You never get time to eat. You just do everything on, on their schedule first. So you just end up living on goldfish crackers and cold chicken nuggets. Uh, Where you really (laughs) want to be is at a healthy self-interest, a level of three or four, which is saying that, you know, me first and and then you. Yeah. Um, Now, if you want to hear the extreme to selfish, it's like a me first and screw whatever you want. (laughs) That's what you call destructive. Destructive selfishness. Yes, destructive. So, but as long as you're doing a, let's see what me first and then you, or like mostly me first and sometimes you. Right. It's so, also healthy. So if, if this is really making you uncomfortable and you're like, oh no, this is not how I want to be, hear us out. 
give us a little bit more time Mm because I promise by the end of it, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, this is totally where I need to be. Yes. So something to understand before we get into what uh, the not nice book with Dr. Aziz Gazipura. I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. It's very important to me to pronounce names, right? Uh, You need to know about the six human needs. Um, Because a lot of times, whatever you are craving right now, whatever you want right now, it is related to an innate human need that you need to have to stay motivated, to stay happy. Right. So these six human needs, the first one is certainty and comfort. It's um, the things that make you feel safe. And some people crave it and some like it. It really determines how much risk you're willing to take. If you crave it so much though and don't take any risks at all, it can harm you from future growth. So that is something to be aware of. Yeah, you, you need to make sure that you're able to push outside the boundaries of comfort sometimes. But I, I'll admit that's a big one for me. Certainty and comfort. Oh, yeah. you know, like I like stability. Routine. I like knowing what's happening next. Yeah. But then the second one, I want to talk about this one for sure. So the second one is variety and uncertainty. Mm -hmm. And this kind of fights, this is the one where you're like fighting against becoming bored. You might start to associate uncertainty with like outcomes that bring happiness. But some people, uncertainty can also be like super scary because Mm -hmm. you're moving outside the comfort zone. And you were saying before, like we've talked about this. You love variety. I love variety. Like I don't love the, I mean, it really depends on the situation Mm -hmm. and that's how these human needs are. So in terms of like, for instance, my car's air conditioner just decided to stop working. I don't like that variety. (laughs) But (laughs) true, that is a variety that you wish that you did not have. Yes, but I like the variety of going to a new place, especially a new restaurant and travel. I love that variety as well. And some people like push away from travel because it gets uncomfortable. You don't know what to expect. Whereas I really crave it. See, and that's, I love that too, because again, like I'm really big on like liking things to be in a set process. I know what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. I, I have that that certainty, but I'm like you too with like, I like to have the variety within certain realms, yeah. you know, hence the purple, blue and teal hair. Mm-hmm. And actually the more uncertainty you can handle, the more successful you'll be because you're better able to handle risk. Right. And you don't have that fear. And so if you don't handle variety right now, that's okay. But just like realizing it is a great step because the more you can condition yourself to do it, the more you experience new things and you find out really where you're the happiest. Yeah. So that's just a note for variety and certainty. Uh, The third is significance. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This one can go so many different ways. The significance is like you strive to be the best at something. And some of us pull significance from being the best mom or like a good mom. Um, And it can go the other way too. Like if we don't feel like we've done things perfectly and we feel like we're failing as a mom, that really impacts our significance. And that's where it's hurting. Yeah, it can really, really have that detriment to our self-worth. And that's the scary part there. I'm Margaret. And I'm Amy. And together we host the podcast, What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Margaret, I would say you're sort of a where are my keys kind of mom. Correct. Sometimes a where are my kids kind of mom. (laughs) Well, you're Amy more of a we were supposed to leave 35 seconds ago, mom. I mean, touche. In each episode of What Fresh Hell, we come at a topic from our usually completely opposite perspectives. I bring the research. And I bring kind of the gimlet eye. Like, is that research really going to work, people? 
And almost 10 million downloads later, we're still laughing. We also talk to experts in the parenting field, plus parents with stories we can all learn from. We make each other laugh, we challenge each other's assumptions, and we have what we think is the best parenting community on the internet. Check out What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood wherever you listen to podcasts. Well, hey there, busy mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and, more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests, too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free. So, so if you need significance in your life, like recognize that I, I thrive on significance. It's why I have chosen a career where I get to be in front of people a lot <laughs> because I thrive on it. I love it. <laughs> I think that's a big thing too. Like I remember too, like being in school and I always wanted to be the best at whatever I did. Mm-hmm. So I was very thoughtful about what I did because I wanted that significance. And again, comes back to the fear of the uncertainty. But anyways, <laughs> neither here nor there. So the fourth thing is love and connection. Love and connection, which is just feeling connected to other people. Yep. Quality time, like, you know, <clears throat> trips to Europe with Trip, your friends. Yeah, trips to Europe with your <laughs> friends. Um, it's good to note, though, that sometimes love and connection can go too far. So if you're thinking of something and the reason you want to do it is because it would make your kids happy. That could be a way that your love and connection might be a little misplaced. Right. Like it's not focused just on you, but it's focused on people pleasing. And it's something to look out for. Right. Because again, like I, it was just exactly how you said it. You're looking at doing something to help because you know your kids would like it and you feel like that's going to bring you closer. Mm-hmm. Really, it needs to be like, this is something that I want and that'll possibly help strengthen that relationship. Yes, exactly. And then the fifth is growth. It's all about improving as a human, learning new things, learning new skills. I've heard you say if it's not growing, it's dying. It's it's kind <laughs> of like, I mean, that that is a popular saying that's associated with growth. If it's yeah. not growing, it's dying because everything else is growing around you. So if you're not growing along with it, you're you're falling behind. Right. And you feel that. Mm-hmm. And it's it's we're not saying like, you know, it's because you have to keep up with things. No, you will feel it. Mm-hmm. You will feel that you're not in the right placement anymore. And again, it causes that unrest. Yes. And that difficulty. Yeah. And then the sixth is contribution. I think that's a big one for a lot of us. Knowing that your life has a greater purpose and you're contributing to the world. Maybe it's how you raise your kids, knowing that you're raising kids with high values. That could be a part of contribution. Volunteering is the most obvious part of contribution. I think contribution also for all you people that work in the uh, education or social work field. Yes. We have a big sense of contribution. Mm -hmm. We have to feel like we're, we're making a huge impact on so many other people. Yes. So knowing those six human needs is going to help you figure out, okay, what am I asking for right now? And what human need does that go with? So for our Italy trip, for example, I wanted variety and I wanted connection with my friends. And just associating that ask with these needs I had 
makes it seem like, okay, yes, I need to ask for this. So there's a selfish algorithm you can you can think it through. And the first step of the selfish algorithm is number one, if you're operating from complete self-interest, what do you want? Like if, it, if there was no holds barred, right? There's no holds barred. If you were like a seven on the scale, if you were like the me first, screw you. Because remember, you're just thinking this. You're just thinking it. Yeah, not actually doing it. Not a, And actually, like the way we're conditioned, probably the me first and screw you, the seven, is actually a three. Like, <laughs> like, but we're thinking it's much bigger in our heads. Yes, yes, I do think so. Yeah. So yeah, so if you, were, if you had no holds barred, what would it be that you want to do? Oh my gosh, I want to go on another trip. Yeah, I think that's amazing. Shana knows some all-inclusives in Mexico. I need to book my second cruise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So think of what you want. The second one is how much do you want it? One being minimal to 10 being strong and really rate that. And be honest. Be really honest. Because again, nobody else sees this but you. You're the one that's going through this algorithm. Yeah. I'm kind of busy right now. I would say I wanted it as a seven or an eight. Oh, yeah. Going on another trip. Oh, the cruise, it's like a 10. A 10? Okay. Yeah. So here we go. We're working through this with you guys. So three, what needs are you trying to meet of the six needs? Now, I would say mine is always, it's always variety and connection, always. Mine is, I, I think it would be, it's variety and connection um, because of the fact that, you know, we don't go on that many trips in our family. Mm-hmm. And then the connection because I want to have this time with my family. Mm-hmm. It's for me. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're going to love it. I don't care. <laughs> That's I, good to I know. Us, I want us to have this memory, good or bad, mm-hmm. in the future. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think they're going to love it, but you know. I can't control their happiness. So that that goes on to the fourth thing of the selfish algorithm. How will it impact others? How will it rate? And you have to rate their impact from a one, minimal impact, to a 10, strong impact. So like, how do you think it will rate? Well, okay. So I think on that one, it actually, it'll probably rate. Okay. So like on one hand, I'm like, it won't rate that high because we're all going to go together in my immediate family. But on the other hand, it is going to rate high because we're going to have to save money to do this. Uh So there's going to be other things that we can't do. So like, I don't know, would that be like a five? Because I feel like we're on two extreme. I don't know. It could be. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's also, it's a different kind of impact, right? Because a lot of times when we're doing this, like when we talked about our original trip, Mm -hmm. because again, this one I'm talking about going with family. You want to go on another trip. Oh yeah. I would love to go on another trip. And I would say- Yes, girls trip. And I would say the impact on, because my husband doesn't like beaches. He would rather be in the mountains. So I don't think he'd have fun there anyways. But um, (laughs) it would probably be like a a seven or eight impact on him because he would have to take off from work again and make sure he's there to pick up the kids from everywhere they have to be. Because that's usually my job since I do work from home. I'm a little more flexible than he is. And honestly, I'm doing a lot of this stuff. Like just two weeks from now, we're going on a con. Next week, we're going to a conference where he has to take on this role. Uh, so probably like an eight, probably be an eight. Yeah. That would impact him. That doesn't mean that it's gone though. Doesn't mean it's gone. So, doesn't mean it's gone. Yep. So what's our next thing on this algorithm? So how can others impacted get their needs met? Okay. So how, so on yours? I would think that he's really overdue for some, like a guy's trip of his own. Mm-hmm. And I know I, like one thing to keep in mind with this, like you are not responsible for fulfilling other people's needs. They are responsible for fulfilling their needs. Mm-hmm. Um, so this would just have to be a conversation that we have. And I would want to check in with him to see if there is a guy's trip he wants to plan in the future that um, will get him some time. If he needs that, I need to ask him if he needs that. Right. Because just assuming that he needs that is almost just as bad as yes. like, assuming that he doesn't need it. Right. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. you need to ask and see where they're actually at for that. So I, I love that. With mine, like how do other ki- how do they get their needs met? Um, 
it really only impacts us on like on like saving the money. So as long as they're all for going on this trip, which actually I do know that they want to go on a trip. Mm-hmm. We just can't decide. We can't agree on where. Mm-hmm. The joy of having five people in your family, right? Like everybody has a different opinion. Um, so where else can they get their, their needs met? Like I, we could go on a smaller trip. We could go do something else. Yeah. But, you know. That's a, it's a way because I mean, yeah. all this is doing is considering. It's not yeah. saying like, okay, this is like, I should do this instead because it's a less big of an ask. Yes. It's really all just considering the multiple viewpoints. Exactly. And then six, are there other ways to get your needs met, which you, you suggested. Oh, I did. Yeah. You just said like, yeah, we could go on like smaller, different trips places. Like yeah. We could do or smaller trips to places we've been before is actually what that would be. Yeah. And for me, I would say like, we just need another girl's night, man. We have not had one of those for a while. I know. We I was need just one. thinking about that this weekend. That- I think it's Shana. Shana goes traveling all the places. If you need to go on a trip, check out the Pixie Planner. Shana goes everywhere and she'll be able to recommend a really yes. great place. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But probably another girls, girls night out. I mean, and also we have some vacations planned this summer. So I know that I will get my variety and my certainty there. And then if we add in the girls trip, the girls nights, that's connection. Right, right. But do be honest with yourself on this, on whether or not there are other ways to get your needs. This doesn't mean completely negating what you were asking for earlier. Yeah, like, no, on, on question it does one. not mean <laughs> negating it. But like going through this selfish algorithm with me and Mexico, like with Italy, it was like, okay, yes, I'm going to ask for it. With this Mexico trip, I'm like, well, you know, right now we have a lot of stuff going on. We're moving. Mm-hmm. We have, a, we are going on a cruise this summer as a family. And um, then we're planning on going on another trip like in San Diego in September. So there's just a lot going on. So I don't think now is the right time, but I do want to plan for the future. Right. And it might be something to like kind of start setting the seeds. Yeah, it's If true. it's something that, that like if you have family members that are really big in the whole certainty and planning, like <clears throat> Brie is, <laughs> um, you might need to plant the seeds like a year in advance. Yeah. Like honestly, that, that was the other thing too. I'm go back to our Europe trip. It took me a good year and a half to be ready for that. Yeah. And even then when it was happening, like, right, you'd be talking about it. I'm like, oh, my God, that is coming up in like oh five gosh. months. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, two months. Oh, my gosh, and two weeks. And you did it. And I did it. And the cool thing is, is that once you start doing more selfish things, you realize how it's not as big of a deal as you think it is. Like, right. you'll still have some emotions, but you won't have all the emotions all at once. And the good ones will outweigh the scary ones. Right. For sure. So... Be selfish. That's our message today. Be more selfish. I really want to hear from you guys out there in the audience and email us. Let us know what you thought of this episode and uh, what are you going to ask for? And those balance workshops, the link is in the show notes. Think about being taken through this little bit by little bit and having a chance to talk about all these. So it's not like us just talking all the time. (laughs) It's you talking. (laughs) That is the better way to do this. Yes. So remember, the best mom is a happy mom. Take care of you. And we'll talk to you later. Thanks for stopping by. When it comes to raising kids, there's so much to consider. Things like, what do we feed them? When do we feed them? How do they sleep? What does it look like to raise kind kids? How does their nervous system work? How do I keep myself calm? What are my triggers? There's so much that comes into play. And we are distilling all of that information for you at Voices of Your Village podcast, where we bring experts in the field of early childhood and education and psychology and across the board so that you don't have to comb the internet for information. 
you get to show up and hang out and have shame-free, judgment-free conversations and insights into what it looks like to raise kind, empathetic, emotionally intelligent humans. I'm Alyssa Blask Campbell. I have a master's degree in early childhood education. I'm a mom of two, and I am walking this journey right alongside you doing this work. Come hang out with me at Voices of Your Village, and we can dive into real conversations with actionable tips.